0: Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness podcast hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon,
1: good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me is my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we're going to talk about something that's been in the news a little bit lately, Ken and I being the nerds that we are, couldn't resist talking about it. We all have to deal with our friends at Google and Apple and their particular app store, but there's been a lawsuit that is going to have a very interesting set of effects on Google and Apple's ability to monopolize the app store universe. And there are obvious security implications that come along with that. And so we thought we'd spend a couple minutes talking about that. Again, if you're listening to this podcast you likely in your pocket, in your purse, have a smartphone of some kind. 99% of them use either Apple or Google. So there's a pretty good chance that yours is using either Apple or Google. And so you probably, whether you know it or not, have downloaded apps from the App Store on Apple side or on Google side at one point or another. So with that, um, Ken, why don't you give me a little bit of a background of what the ruling was what's been going on with the court case, so on and so
2: forth. Yeah. So, so there's actually two separate issues here. The, the first issue, and and I'm just going to glaze over this one, is that basically they're saying that Apple and Google both have monopolies on their respective phones for payment processing on, on apps that are in the phone. Now, that that's basically like you know, hey, you're you're playing whatever mobile game, and oh hey, press here to to buy an extra life for ninety nine cents, whatever. Well, the the problem with that is that Apple and Google they are both getting about, I think it's like a thirty percent transaction fee for for when you press that button to get the ninety nine cent extra. Yeah, life.
1: It, it's a huge amount of money too. I yeah, mean, don't, yeah don't, It's don't it's, don't be misled, okay? I mean that not, it, I think it is thirty percent. And yeah. we're not talking pennies. We're talking dollars and dollars and dollars and dollars a second. And if you're an app that generates a lot of extraneous revenue, like like a casino app or some of the video game apps like he was just referring to, the add-ons, I, I mean, at any given day, they have people that are paying 20 30 $50 per day per click on the app which is just yep. huge. So anyway, please continue, but I mean, it, we're not yeah. talking about inconsequential money. We're talking about no no. millions upon billions of dollars.
2: Well, let, let, just let's say it's it's a small mobile app and it's bringing in $100,000 in revenue through in-game transactions. Now, you're you're not getting that $100,000 because Apple or Google is getting $30,000 worth of that. So so that, that that should put it in a little bit better perspective. Um, but then the the second issue, the second ruling, which is very very impactful to to uh, Apple, uh, somewhat so for for Google as well, but very impactful for Apple, and that's that basically third party app stores have to be allowed for for the the phones, um, and and the the reason for that is that right now, Apple especially, and and Google mostly, there's ways around it, they lock you in so that if you're going to install something on your phone, you have to go through their app store. Um, Apple is extremely, I mean, you, you can't bypass it. Google, you can bypass it. It's a little bit difficult but it can be bypassed right now through something called sideloading. And the way the sideloading works is you sideload an app onto your Android device, and then that can be a third-party app store, and that allows you to uh, go ahead and download apps from a third party instead of directly through Google. Um, but So this is going to open up a, a lot of very interesting opportunities as well as security risks. Um, from, a, from a developer perspective, because I've written mobile apps, I've, I've created mobile apps for Android as well as iOS. And from a developer perspective, I'm very excited by this because I've always been very frustrated by the the hoops you have to jump through to, to put an app on Android or iOS, especially iOS. It's very expensive. But from a security perspective, it gives me pause because now we're going to have to rethink completely the way we approach mobile security. Yeah. So
1: let's talk about that a little bit. I I, I agree with you. I don't know that we need to talk about the costs and spending side of it. It's not terribly germane to what we do. It, it is very fascinating and you should definitely look it up if you're listening to this podcast. It's definitely worth a look. But the security side is the part that's kind of concerning to me. When you start taking and looking at your, again, we'll pick on Apple for a moment. When you start picking on Apple for all the things with the App Store, one of the things that you have to applaud them on is that they have a closed system where they can guarantee the security of the apps that are on their phone. It's one of the only real interesting and cool benefits of using an iPhone. I can take in hand, an iPhone, to my non-technical parents and not have to worry about them taking and downloading a weird app that's going to do weird things to their phone. I think that that's a great thing. It comes with the cost, meaning that I can't download my side-loaded app. I can't take and do this cool app from X, Y, and Z. I can't live dangerously and try this, that, or the other thing because Apple just won't allow it. The operating system wouldn't allow it. Back in the day, I actually took and jailbroke a couple of my older iPhones just to have the experience. And there, there's plenty of apps out there if you have a jailbroken iPhone to take and do some of those things. But I really do believe that there are tangible security benefits, not only to the individual, but the enterprise of having a closed system but it comes with the cost and that's the cost that we're talking about.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I agree a hundred percent, you know, it's going to be an interesting trade off. Um, now, you know, personally, I am a huge fan of open source and that that's one of the problems that uh, I've really seen with the Apple model is that there's no way of truly putting open source apps on an iPhone without incurring, you know, regular costs. I think it costs you like ninety nine dollars per year to to be able to publish apps on the App Store, even if it's a completely free app, even if you're not making money off of through ads or anything. So that becomes a, a barrier of entry, but at the same time, it also keeps the malicious apps out. You know that that's one of the most common infection points on Android devices is by using third party app stores. So we need to find a, a nice middle ground where, okay, yes, you can install other apps, but they need to also be safe apps. Now, the the way that might be able to approach that is look at your Windows computers, okay? Your Windows computers, you can install software from anywhere you want, and it's on you to make sure that you have security software on your Windows computer to make sure that, that your computer is protected. But it's also on you to make sure you're downloading trusted apps in the first place. So it's going to be a really interesting shift in dynamic. And I think it's going to result in a, a big resurgence in focus on mobile security.
1: Yeah, I look forward to the uh, more of a conversation on mobile security in general. The, the fact of the matter is is that most individual users don't even really think about it that much And that's unfortunate. Unfortunately, you've come to depend on the fact that your iPhone or your Google Android phone is secure because the apps that you download from the Google and App Store or Apple Store are secure just by their very nature. And so you don't spend any time thinking about it. And that's good that you don't have to think about it. It's bad that you don't have the security mind that is making you concerned about thinking about it to begin with. And if we open it up, we're going to have to start thinking about it more. One of the interesting anecdotes that I was reading the other day is a very, very large percentage of all computing resources are done on mobile devices. Now, it shouldn't be a surprise, again, not really any kind of surprise at all. But if you think that you have a pocket supercomputer, comparatively speaking to even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you have a supercomputer in your pocket that can do just about anything. That's really the computing device that most people spend their time on, do their browsing, do their email, play games, whatever it is that you use your computing for is something like seven out of every ten requests, so seventy percent right i that is a huge amount, and it's not going to go down I mean it's going to continue to go up as those mobile devices continue to be more and more ubiquitous from watches to wearables to whatever else that kind of mobile computing is going to continue to increase so Anyway, this is a security concern. It's something that isn't going away. It's something that everybody needs to be aware of because, again, more likely than not, 99% of you are using one of those kind of devices today. And this is going to eventually have an impact on you. Ken, any last words?
2: You know, I I think it's going to be ultimately good because it's going to open up a lot of new opportunities. But we need to, and you know what, I'm going to just tie this into the all the AI conversations that are happening right now this is going to be good because it's going to spark innovation, but at the same time we need to uh, proceed with caution.
1: Yeah. uh, Good, good way to close. I totally agree with that. And like I said, we'll see, this is something that's developing. I am sure that Apple and Google are not done appealing and they will be appealing for a while. We're not done talking about it, but again, something that was interesting to both Ken and I and something that we thought we'd bring up in the podcast today. So with that, uh, next week, am very much looking forward to next week. Next week, we're going to be having our future trends and predictions conversation for 2024. I hope that you can join us. If you have questions about that even beforehand, feel free to ping us. We'll be happy to start that conversation even a little bit early. But until then, hope that this has been enjoyable and thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.